Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Moms and dads, Christmas story is the greatest story that's ever been told. And uh, it's gotten, no wonder it's gotten marred with Grinches and elves and all kinds of things. The enemy does not want people to really know the true meaning of Christmas. But it's your responsibility to offset that in your home and in the hearts of your little ones. Why don't you ingest the Christmas story afresh this year? Begin reading in Luke. Take it into your heart. Envision it. Put yourself in the story. And then tell it to your kids. Don't just read it out of the old King James or something that makes it so they don't really grasp it. Retell it in a way that it captures their imagination and they can see the wonder of Christmas for what it really is. It'd be good, dads, that'd be a good assignment for you to take on for this season. Beginning in verse 5, there's this um, whole story of Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth. They're godly people. It says in verse 6 that they're righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the, of the Lord in a blameless way. And they didn't have any children. They were old, they were aged, but they didn't have any children. And he was one of the priests. Uh, he took a turn doing duties. And part of his duty this particular time was going in and, and putting incense on the altar of incense, which was a, a prayer altar. And there were people waiting outside. And, and he took a lot longer than usual. And they couldn't understand what was taking so long. They're so used to everything being regimented. And so when we read this chapter, we find out what took so long is, as he's standing there to present the incense, Gabriel showed up. An angel stood beside him. And it was so frightening for him. It was such a shock to his system to see this angel. And the angel told him not to be afraid. Oftentimes when we're afraid, it's because we believe something bad's going to happen. And the lie, of course, was nothing bad was going to happen. He was announcing to him that his prayers had been answered. He'd been praying. He'd wanted a son. It was in his heart. And Gabriel showed up to tell him, your prayers have been answered before God. You're going to have a son. And it seemed impossible. Elizabeth was old. He was old. And um, we see in this little, uh, little exchange that takes place that, uh, verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man. And my wife was advanced in years. And that sounds pretty simple. How shall I know this? And, uh, but it, it perturbed Gabriel. And he said, you should believe God. He says, from now on, you'll be unable to speak. <clears throat> he must have also been unable to hear, hear because they wrote him notes later on. So... Somehow the gates to his soul were closed because of his response to Gabriel telling him this amazing, miraculous news. Now just hold that for a second. At the same time, in another part of the country, look at verse 26, Gabriel shows up again. Shows up at the house of a teenager, probably 14, 15 years old, and he does the same thing. He comes and he pronounces good tidings. She's 
Her response, uh, she's also afraid, and he says, look, you're highly favored before God. Uh, you're blessed among women. She was troubled. Verse 29, verse 30, do not be afraid. You found favor with God. And he says, you're going to conceive in your womb and bring birth Bring forth a son, you shall call his name Jesus. And she, he describes part of Jesus' mission, his history. Verse 34 is key. Mary says, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel doesn't get perturbed. The angel actually says, well, here's how it's going to happen. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And he's going to conceive this child. And he explains it to her. Then there's no, she's not made mute or dumb or deaf or, it's an amazing experience. Son, you have to, can someone just take the, the toy? It's just disturbing me here. Do you mind? Um, her reaction was deemed faith-filled and his reaction was deemed doubt-filled. Isn't that, does that ever concern you when you read this? It just looks like their reaction was almost the same. They're both having an angel, Gabriel, showing up. They're both having a miraculous birth being foretold. Uh, both had an end-time plan and both had an end-time mission. But the responses, the responses are everything. And God heard, Gabriel heard, God heard, Something different in Zacharias' response. So I began looking it up. I, I got different translations, and so uh, I wanted to find out what it was that kind of ticked the Lord off in this whole thing. Because he hears your heart. He hears your response. He knows what you're thinking. And he, he responded in a much different way when he, whatever he heard in the heart of Zacharias than what he heard in the heart of this teenager named Mary. Here's how some translations render Zacharias' response. The NIV says, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. God's word translation says, what proof is there of this? I'm an old man so forth. Good News Translation says, how shall I know if this is so? New Living Translation says, how, how can I know for sure this will really happen? How do I know for certain? New American Standard. How can I know what you're saying is true? New Century Version. Can you hear the doubt in it? It's almost like he's saying, Prove it. How do, I know, how do I know for certain that what you're saying is true? And that offended, it offended the Lord. It offended Gabriel. First of all, he's a man of God. He's a priest. He should know, he should know something about the miraculous. He should know something of, uh, of how God works in the, in the lives of people. But he's almost like he's saying, I'm from Missouri. Prove it to me on the front end, and then I'll say yes to it. 
And there are people, there are people in our churches, there are people in the pews, there are people walking through life who approach it the same way. It's almost like, prove it to me. I want to know 100% on the front end, and then I'll consent to what you want to do. Take it away from the miraculous birth and just put it in the realm of healing. There are lots of people who struggle with the issue of healing. It's almost like, prove it to me. Give me a sign. Show me for sure. Almost like take away the need for faith. Well, God will never do anything that takes away the need for you to walk by faith. Walking by faith is, is the key to everything. God wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to take him at his word. He wants you to take him at face value. If he says it, he'll do it. He'll never make you pregnant with hope or desire or an expectation and not deliver. It's not his name. It's not his nature. What Zacharias was doing was actually questioning the very integrity of God. How can I know this is for sure? Well, you, you won't. This whole life down here, there's nothing that I know as I'm walking it out, I'm believing God, I'm trusting God, even though we walk in what we call the prophetic and we try to hear from God and we try to get a prophetic word from God, there's no prophetic word that's 100% that takes away all doubt. Even when you get a word from the Lord, you're still going to have to believe. Even when God touches, even when you feel his glory, you're still going to have to believe. The writer of Hebrews, who says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God is faith-oriented, and he wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to say yes before you even fully understand how it can possibly happen. That's, there's a childlikeness that says, okay, I don't get this. But if you say so, I say yes and amen. And that was Mary's response. Mary's response was a little different. She says, you know, I've, I've never been with a man, so I don't know how, the, how this whole pregnancy thing is going to work. I think that's legitimate. And so he explains it. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you're going to become impregnated, and he's going to be the Son of God. And Mary's response was, well... Be it unto me according to your word. I say yes to this. Did she fully get it? Did she understand the science of it? Did she understand the statistics of it? Did she understand how incredible it was? Did she understand the ramifications of her saying yes and living for the next few years having been impregnated by something that no one could see? In fact, the rumor went out that Mary got pregnant by a Roman soldier, erect her reputation. Can you imagine explaining that you're not even married yet, yet you're pregnant? She's a good girl. Joseph, he'd already signed on to marrying her, and he went through an embarrassing experience as well. But she said yes without knowing all the implications Listen now, there's things that the Lord's going to say and, and the Lord says in his words and promises that you won't be able to figure out. And the science of it will never make sense to you. But what he's looking for is a heart more like Mary than a heart like Zacharias. 
that says, prove it to me. Show, show me for sure. How can I know for sure? Well, you won't know for sure. And it actually will keep you. It didn't stop the miracle from happening, but he had a tough year. He had a year like no other year. I don't know that God will make you dumb or deaf for your unbelief, but you'll have nothing to say, nothing that anyone wants to hear, nothing of influence, nothing that glorifies God. You'll be shut in, shut in by your own doubts, your own misgivings. This whole thing, this whole Christian life starts with the miraculous, is miraculous, and ends with the miraculous. There's no way that you can take the miraculous out of Christianity and have anything that's worth living for or dying for. This whole thing is miraculous. Everything God wants to birth in you is miraculous. Everything he wants to do through you is miraculous. And you're going to have to sign on, almost like that little boy, that little child, who Jesus called to himself. They're along, walking alongside the road. They're elbowing each other. Who's going to be greatest in the kingdom? Jesus calls the little child to himself. The little child comes up. Jesus stepped. I picture him putting him up on a stump and having him stand and turn around in front of these 12 young men. And he says, okay, guys, you want to be great? This is the goal. Become like, become like this little child. This is, this is how you become great in the kingdom. Notice what the little child didn't do. He didn't protest and say, no, I don't want to do that. Or tell me why you want me to come and what it's all about. Explain it to me. And, then, and when I understand and when I'm satisfied, then I'll say yes to getting up on that stump. I think there's a childlikeness that God is expecting of you because of the way he is in his word and the way he's been with you all along. He's expecting faith. This whole thing is a walk of faith. He'll never do anything to reduce your need for faith, your dependency on faith. You'll never figure it out. No matter how Swiss German you are, you'll never figure out the miraculous. You'll never understand tongues. You'll never understand prophecy. You'll never understand healing. You'll never understand deliverance. There's something where you have to, from the heart, like Mary says, if you say so, that's good enough for me. I say yes to what you want to do in me and to me and through me, I say yes. Be it unto me. Let it happen. He's listening for that. In fact, Mary's honored for the rest of her life just because of that one response. You don't hardly hear of any other miraculous involvement with Mary. You don't, you don't read a whole lot more about her having to surrender, except, except this one thing was so huge. She said, yes. If you want to understand the dynamics of Christian faith and the return of Christ and eschatology and understand all theology, then you say yes to it. You're being robbed, man. You're being robbed. You'll never figure this thing out. There's a childlikeness. There's something that happened in the heart of Mary. She said, I don't understand this, but you're saying it's true. That's good enough for me. Yes, I'm all in. What about you? How far will you go in God? 
How far will you go in this miraculous journey? How far can we get you to go? The Lord's not going to put a bit in your mouth and a, and a bridle over your ears and pull you into the miraculous or pull you into his purposes. He doesn't want you to be like a horse that has to be bridled. He'll never pull you into it. What he wants to do with it, in terms of a horse, he just wants to touch your cheek with his reins and you say, I'll go that direction. He touches the other cheek and you go that direction. He just wants you to yield, surrender. There's a, a, a very freeing life that says, I don't understand. I don't get it all. I don't understand this whole thing of this Christian walk. I don't understand everything about the Holy Spirit. But I say yes. And I say amen. I say be it unto me. I don't care about other people. I don't care what Benny Hinn does. Or I don't care what John MacArthur believes. I don't care what, uh, what people are teaching these days about whether miracles are, exist today or not. I don't care about that. I believe God. I believe his word. I believe the way he deals with people is miraculous. I say yes. I say amen. Can I get an amen? Is this your heart? Mary's response was, how will this happen since I'm a virgin? New century version. But how? I've never slept with a man. The TMV and New, uh, uh, New Living Translation says, but how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. How can this be since I'm a virgin? New American Standard. I'm a virgin. How can this be? Good News Translation. Her response was, a reasonable, a reasonable response. Just, just tell me, uh, how's this work? Let me just say this before we close. And you'll never offend Jesus with honest doubts. You'll never offend him with honest doubts. He wasn't, it, what Zacharias wasn't, it wasn't an honest doubt. It was kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my feet in until, until you prove it to me on the front end kind of response. That is offensive. You'll never get anywhere in God. You'll never, you, you, you'll lose your ability to really go in this thing if that's your response. There are things that are going to be happening in this coming year, happen as a church, a church family. God's dealing with you because he's taking you on a journey. There's stuff you'll not be able to figure out. And what he's looking for is someone to be like a leaf on the river that just says, I'll just go where you want to go. You can do in me whatever you want to do. I say yes and amen to your dealings and your workings and your leading and your guiding. I just say, yes, I'm going with you. I believe you. I trust you. I don't understand it, but I trust you. What a, what a beautiful way to live. You can say, well, you could be taken advantage of. You could be exploited. Well, maybe. Except I just believe that God is so big and so sovereign that he just covered Mary and protected her. Although, when you go down this miraculous journey and you go down this road with God, lots of people in your life will not understand it and they'll not appreciate it. And they will 
question you and they'll even hold you at a distance because you're going full-hearted with God. And that's offensive, especially in our culture. That's really offensive. Mary went full-hearted with God. Can you imagine her relatives as their belly grew? Her relatives trying to get their head around this thing. And it's Mary. Everyone knows Mary. Knows Mary is godly. She's a good girl. And how does she explain it? She's, well, this angel showed up. <laughs> and everyone just kind of rolls her eyeballs. That's a new one. You know what Mary did for the most part, for most of her, her life? And she just kept it in her heart. She endured the reproach. Reproach means being misunderstood. Reproach means being maligned and spoken against. And she had plenty of that. And she just bore it. She said, he knows and I know. And if, if no one understands what God is doing in me and what, what's growing inside of me, it doesn't matter to me. God knows and, and I know what, God, what I've said yes to. All her relatives, her friends, Joseph's family, small village of Nazareth. You can imagine the buzz. Imagine the, sl the, the, the sly looks. And for a long time. And then Jesus grows up in a, this crazy journey of him becoming Messiah and what that would have looked like. And she just had to keep it all in her heart. And then he gets crucified as if he was a criminal. By their, by their religious system, as if he was a, a lawbreaker, and he's crucified and punished in the most embarrassing way, public embarrassment. That was the, it wasn't the pain of crucifixion. It was the shame of crucifixion. That was the punishment. Had to be in a public place. Had to be on a main road. Had to be public. Had to be naked. Had to be where everyone could see it. And Mary just had to keep so much stuff in her heart. It wasn't until years later, she's living in Ephesus, and she's living with John, who's the apostle over the church at Ephesus, and the six other churches that came out of that church at Ephesus. And she's living there with him because he's been assigned to care for her until she dies. She's living in Ephesus, and Paul comes through. And he's got this guy with him, this guy who has this idea that he wants to write the story and he wants to write it as it really happened and he's interviewing people and he's other people have started to make attempts of, of writing the story from the beginning. But this guy named Luke, medically trained and a different way of thinking, a different way of relating and godly, good man. He sits down with Mary and he wants to know the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. She knows the story firsthand. She lived with them during much of the time that he couldn't speak. You can imagine Mary sitting in the sunshine at some table and Luke sitting there eager to know and asking all the right questions. And for the first time in her life, she's able to say it as it really happened without someone doubting it, without someone taking it apart, and someone saying, how can that's, that's not, that can't be true? 
Luke knew the miraculous. He knew the physical. He knew all of it. And he says, Mary, tell me your story. And the only reason we know her response and the only reason we know Zacharias' response is because Luke somehow worked it out where Mary could tell for the first time her side of the story. There's no other occasion that we're aware of where she could tell it as it really happened. And there's stuff that happens to you that you can't explain. There's stuff that will happen to you you can't justify. There's things that will happen to you that no one will even like, much less believe. And you're going to have to say, God knows, and I know what happened. And you just have to bear the reproach, take on that shame. Just let it, they used to say, let the chips fall where they may. And, and that's part of the Christian life. That was part of Mary's experience with Jesus. Jesus coming inside of her brought shame and regret, reproach. Not regret, but, but reproach. And, and when you let Jesus come inside of you and you say yes and amen to what God wants to do in your life, not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to understand it. I remember mentally going through a whole list of people who I knew I had to sit down with after I met the Lord and try to tell my testimony. And I knew they would just despise me because of my becoming a Christian. But God knew. I knew what he had done inside. I knew what was growing inside me. I knew what Jesus had done. I knew what I had signed on for, even though I didn't like parts of it. I said yes. I said yes to Jesus. What about you? Will you say yes to Jesus living inside of you even though not everyone's going to appreciate it, not everyone's going to understand what it is that you're talking about, that you've got Jesus living inside of you? I think you have to do what Mary did. I think you have to say, I don't understand it all, but I say yes to it. Not everyone's going to understand or appreciate it or give applause for it, but I say yes to it. I want God to do a deep and lasting work in my life. Is that your heart? Is that how you think and feel? Then why don't you stand? Then why don't you say yes? I say yes. I say yes. I, I say yes to whatever God wants to do in me. If that's your heart, don't stand unless you feel that way. But if you say, if you stand, you're saying, I say yes. I say yes from my heart. My head is spinning. My head doesn't get it all, but I say yes to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've never said yes, this is your day. You don't have to understand it all on the front end. It's by faith. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to talk with you further. If that's you this morning, I'd like to meet with you. I know you're here, and I, I'd like to spend some time sharing with you and hearing what you're going through. But why don't we all just close our eyes? Young people, this is a good opportunity for you to do the same. You could say, my, my friends don't get this, and not everyone I know loves Jesus or understands this whole miraculous thing, this whole Holy Spirit thing. But Father, I tell you from my heart, I say yes to you. 
I say, I want everything in your word. I want everything in your word. I want you to have your way in me. I say yes to you. experience has been that after I said yes then I began to understand my eyes became open and I began to understand the Bible and he filled in a lot of places that I just didn't get it but I didn't have to know everything on the front end even though I'm Swiss German and I want to figure things out why don't you do this why don't you say Lord I say yes to the journey I know it's a miraculous journey. I know it's a journey of faith, but I affirm afresh my commitment that I'm walking with you. Take me, take my family further along in this journey than we've ever been before. I'm burning the ships, there's no going back. I wanna go forward with you. Amen.